Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. to the Thursday edition of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott. A show of lots of truculence. Louis DeBras, Brian Burke, George LaRocque on the Thursday edition of Oilers Now. Brought to you as always by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Brendan Escott back in the 630 Chad Studios. Why oh why did we open up with the Beatles, Hey Jude? Because Sir Paul McCartney turns 78 years young today. Did you see the movie yesterday? I did was not. Was about six months ago? Honestly, full disclosure, not really a Beatles guy, but I do have respect for him. Okay, well, there you go. Hey, we're all entitled to have our opinions, Brendan. We don't all have to think the same way. Uh, it's all good, man. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Lots to get to on today's edition of Oilers Now. We will tell you. Here's how you can access us. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. Uh, you can also reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino at 780-496-0063. The River Cree, back up and at them, over 1,350 slot machines. Um their table games not quite ready yet. Uh, remember, the main casino floor at the River Cree, 100% smoke-free, the River Cree Resort and Casino. And uh, yes, indeed, Brian Burke will join us today at 1 o'clock for Friends of Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication solar. I know uh, Rob uh, Kinsey's done a couple of events over the last few years. Uh, with us around uh, some of the road trips with the uh, Edmonton Oilers. And uh, uh, we we all hope to get back to some form of normal at some stage. So, again, Brian Burke at 1 o'clock, Louis DeBrusque at 1235. Uh, 1.35 today, he's just wrapping up his show in Montreal as we speak. Uh, Edmonton sporting icon George LaRock. 
Let's uh, hit on a couple different things before we go into the Oilers now. Audio Vault. Uh, it's interesting. There's a couple stories moving out of Vegas. Uh, the Chisler telling me that 400 positive tests yesterday in Vegas. State of Nevada having a bit of a spike here with COVID. A lot of people think that Vegas is in the driver's seat uh, to be a driver's seat to be in one of the two pod hosts. Many think it's going to be Vegas and Toronto if we do indeed get back. And there's no guarantee we're going to get back here. That's just the uh, reality of the situation. But 400 positive tests, I'm told, over the last 24 hours uh, in Vegas. Edmonton and Vancouver obviously in the mix as well. 208 positive tests in Edmonton in the month of June. This after under 60 positive tests in May. Uh, however, we will tell you that we're already at 27,500 tests conducted in Edmonton the first 17 days. So a 0.7%, uh, 0.76% positivity rate. Just two people in ICU in Edmonton. And in the last 48 days, touch wood, in the city, just one COVID death. I know there's a lot of you out there listening right now to the show that uh, don't want to risk or take a chance on anything or think that, nope, everybody should just stay completely locked down. And there's others that are quite concerned about other aspects of what's going on in society. I know there was a story out of uh, British Columbia about the uh, amount of ODs that they had in the month of May, a significant spike in that regard. Uh, for all of you that work in uh, essential services, uh, the paramedics and the police and the firefighters that, that show up with things like uh, suicides, um, you know, mental health is a significant issue that needs to be funded at all times, and my heart goes out to you in that regard. But uh uh, we'll try to continue to battle our way through it, and we'll wait again to see what the NHL decides to do here at some time in the next week to 10 days. Again, uh, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. So, you know, I mentioned two people in ICU in the city right now. One time the province set aside 150 ICU beds in Edmonton. Spikes in places like Nevada and Arizona have changed the dynamic a bit there. Alberta and B.C., first four days of uh i mean it's it's interesting uh kind of a and i don't know if they've got a complete handle of what's going on here but 95 percent of the deaths in the country currently are in quebec and ontario ontario had a significant drop today alberta's only had just the one death in the province over the last three days uh, bc has uh, a lot of people have uh, consistently complimented the work that the NDP government has done out there. Dr. Bonnie Henry, of course, a lot of you listening to 630 Chat have supported the work that Dr. Dina Hinshaw has done. Um, Alberta, by the way, now officially is testing at twice the rate, not per capita, just twice the rate straight up as the province of British Columbia with the acceleration in testing uh, that has been done in this province. But COVID is an ongoing story because it affects a lot of different other leagues. And just in the last four days, the Western Hockey League and the American Hockey League have... Uh, both put out sort of their return to play plan and Ron Robinson is the commissioner of the Western Hockey League and he spoke about that on a conference call a little over an hour ago as we go into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray and online at directworkwear.com here's Ron Robinson on the return to play plan for the Western Hockey League. We feel that the reception has been very positive toward uh, the, um, the protocol, uh, we have a plan that we are presenting uh, in a way that is very respectful of ultimately the decisions that need to be made by the health authorities 
in each of these jurisdictions. And our discussions, uh, again, are ongoing, and uh, we hope that uh, this will lead us to a position where we'll understand uh, what are the conditions that we, in which we can return to play from a point of view, not only for playing the game uh, itself, but also for accommodation of spectators as a obviously a spectator-dependent uh, league overall. Um, our intention is that uh, we, um, uh, we uh, will want to get our 68-game regular season schedule in. That is a clear direction that we want to uh, um, achieve. Um, we're not certain at this particular stage as to when the start date will be. Uh, we have targeted October 2nd as our opening date. However, that will be entirely dependent on the uh, on the uh, discussions that we have with the uh, government and health authorities in each of our jurisdictions. The position we have taken is that we need all six of our jurisdictions, the four western provinces and obviously Washington and Oregon, to be ready to go in order to start our season. So this may, in, in fact, uh, require us to consider a, a later start date, uh, if you will. But that is something that will not be determined until we've uh, been able to uh, uh, fully uh, uh, resolve the discussions with the uh, various health authorities in, in each of our jurisdictions. That is Ron Robinson, the commissioner of the Western Hockey League. And again, uh, look, it's incumbent upon, think of what you might of Gary Bettman, uh, but it's incumbent upon guys at that level and Bill Daly at the NHL level to be exhaustive in terms of pursuing options for a potential return. You can't just quit. Um, and it's an extended metaphor, I think, for how many see life. you got to continue to try to plan ahead. It's not easy. I know it's challenging. But the American Hockey League and the Western Hockey League each this week rolling out sort of a return-to-play uh, plan. And uh, certainly in the AHL, they've got a return-to-play committee that involves Edmonton Oilers uh, General Manager Ken Holland. More Oilers-specific talk in a second as a residual effect on a league that elected, or not a league, but maybe a set of teams that elected not to continue to play. Uh, Robinson did say, though, that all jurisdictions need fans or it's a no-go for the WHL. No, we, we feel we need to have spectators uh, in order to make it work. Um, obviously, uh, we're a ticket-driven uh, league uh, from a revenue perspective. Unlike other professional leagues uh, or leagues that have the uh, ability to have uh, broadcast revenues and other sources of income, we do not. And consequently, we need to rely heavily on, on spectators in order to uh, to make it work. So our position would be that we would need a minimum capacity. Uh, our target is 50%, but again, that will be determined based on our discussions with the health authorities. And that's the reality of the situation. I know that uh, there's been some tweets out just in the last 25 minutes. I think Dan Barnes put one out regarding the CFL and uh, perhaps a desire at some stage to get going here for September or later, sort of a second half of what's traditionally a regular season for the Canadian Football League. We wish them the best of luck trying to get that going. Obviously, the NHL is going to try to make it work for the 2019-20 playoffs. Some of you would say, forget about it. Just don't do it. Don't we, we can't play until we have a vaccine. We can't do anything until we have a vaccine. And others might say you got to be exhaustive in finding different ways and mechanisms to get back at it. So um, the WHL, uh, again, in a perfect world, they get started in October. And the end of the season was not perfect for the NHL. In a perfect world, we end up having a conclusion to the 2019-20 season. I do think, like the Western Hockey League, 
that a return for the 2021 season in the NHL is dependent upon fans. For most organizations, um, 70 to 75% of the revenues that they bring in are tied to actually having bums in the seats. That's, that's kind of how it works in that league. The NFL doesn't have to do it that way, right? The, and now, try telling all the NFL owners that, hey, you know, uh, I mean, that TV deal's really good. It's multi-layered. It involves a lot of different networks. The NHL has stuff to play for forward as well. Uh, with their U.S. national TV deal and even some regional deals that are up, including Edmonton's and Calgary. So we know they're going to be exhaustive in trying to find ways to make things work. And, and I guess, from, you know, it depends if you look at things sort of half full or half empty. Depends on kind of how you see life. Um, now, there, unfortunately, there was a tough news yesterday involving uh, the University of Alberta teams with their basketballs and their volleyballs and the hockeys, and there's going to be a byproduct of that, I can tell you right now, would not surprise me for one player in particular, and that's Noah Phillip, whose older brother Luke played three years at the U of A, signed an NHL contract with the Calgary Flames, and led their AHL team in scoring this year with 19 goals. Um, Noah Phillip came last year. He's a completely different player. He's six foot three, 195-pound right shot center, um, I, I do not see him getting an NHL deal, but if he can't play university hockey, does a guy like that have to look at signing an AHL deal and then getting an NHL deal, uh, next year after, you know, and that's even if the HL gets back up and going and we're not like, we're not a hundred percent sure that's going to happen, but I think that's the type of conversation that his agent, Elaine Waugh is going to have to have with him because I don't think that a player that has that kind of upside should be sitting, not playing for a year. So that's going to be a very intriguing one to watch. And by the way, if he went that route where he was willing to sign an American Hockey League deal, my guess is there would be 31 NHL organizations that would be worth taking that swing on Noah Phillip, especially given uh, what his uh, smaller um, brother achieved, older brother achieved last year in the American Hockey League, where, again, he had 19 goals and a real good team in Stockton. Edmonton's going to need to improve their team next year in Bakersfield. A couple things to look here for. Uh, number one, and again, finances are going to play a part of it, and we'll have to wait and see. But uh, let's just assume we have no later than a January start date in the NHL and a January start date in the AHL. Would not surprise me in the least if the Oilers organization looks at signing what we would consider to be an organizational number three goalie. So we know they're going to have Koskinen. I wouldn't be surprised if Edmonton brought Mike Smith back for another year in a similar structured deal like they did this past year. But then I think the organization... If it were me, I would go out and sign. I might even be prepared to to pay a guy on a one-way deal at 700000 bucks just to have a, a really good American Hockey League goaltender that's a veteran that can pinch hit if there is indeed injury. With Dmitry Samarukov clearly uh, likely headed to the uh, KHL this upcoming season, um, the Oilers organization could probably use a left and right shot on NHL deals. Uh, they've got Lagason, they've got Bouchard. Those guys are going to be pushing to make next year's 2021 team. Of course, they'll probably be a part of the 30, you know, that 28 skater list that's going to be put together for when we return and get to these hub cities. 
but I could foresee a scenario where the farm team adds both a experienced left and right shot player on uh, at least one, certainly on the right side, and possibly a second on the left side uh, to help provide a little bit of uh, experience and maturity on the back end. And then at forward, I could see two additions made as well, uh, possibly on right wing uh, or center uh, with some uh, experience. Of course, they signed Brad Malone to an AHL deal. Cooper Marodi has already told us last week he's getting all jacked up and is in better shape and has got his head at a better place after getting his bell rung last year. A nasty hit the uh, in the American Hockey League playoffs. They're going to need to continue to develop Ryan McLeod. He's an important prospect for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, they signed Luke Esposito like Brad Malone to an AHL deal. So they got four guys that could play center there, but they could probably use a guy that could play both center and right wing on an NHL deal to compete and then possibly another winger. So it just gives you some of the machinations moving forward on the A. Some questions still, obviously, lots of questions on the NHL front. Um, I, I'm led to believe there hasn't been much movement at all much discussion on Riley Sheehan, but I guess things are fluid. They, they could change. If it's me, I look at re-signing Tyler Ennis. I think that he's a very useful player. Patrick Russell is a guy that the uh, coach has a lot of time for. Ennis and Russell are both UFAs. Riley Sheen is a UFA as well. Maybe you could spend a little bit more money, depending upon what happens with Athens U here, on a third-line center. Time will tell in that regard. People say, what about Ethan Bear? I think the system has to work to your advantage sometimes when you're an organization. What I could see happening with Bear is because he does not have arbitration rights, he might just get a one-year deal like Anthony D'Angelo, and then the Oilers could subsequently look at signing them to a long-term contract extension after that. All right, Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. We're going to stay... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step out for uh, uh, a minute here and come back with NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Hart Trophy candidate Leon Dreisaitl. Thank you. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Quickly into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Bob, with the government agreeing to let the NHL cross borders with no quarantine, uh, this means they're going to play 100%. Can't stay hostages to this little virus. That's a texter out of Edmonton. Uh, well, I think many would disagree with you that it's a little virus. I'd say it's a significant virus. Um Let's just wait and see here what happens. I mean, the NHLPA is a major say in what's going to transpire. I still think there's a lot of questions up in the air. 
um, hotels are going to be an issue, right? Like you look at Vegas, they got hotels where they've got 2,900 uh, rooms in certain hotels. They could not only take on all the NHL teams, but all the players' families as well. So it, there, there's going to be some challenges. We'll wait and see how it all ends up playing out. To NHL today, it is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Building tailored branded programs for your team or business when your order is done on time every time. Elite promotional marketing. Yeah, not much doing today, Bob. Uh, Predators head coach John Hines, not so surprisingly, says it's an open competition between starter or pardon me, four starter uh, between UC Star- Saros and uh, Pekka Rene for the number one role. Saros appeared to have taken the role mid-season. The numbers do favor his 914 save percentage to Rene's 895. Rene also 37 years old now, but we shall. See, Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy said that he may actually opt to rest players if games resume, similar to what we've seen in the NBA. And you go down the roster, and there's some grizzled veterans and 32-year-old Brad Marchand, 34-year-old Patrice Bergeron, 34-year-old David Krejci, and 42-year-old Zdeno Chara. They will match up with Washington, Philly, and Tampa in that round robin out east. And the Seattle NHL franchise has pushed back the unveiling of its nickname because of some trademarking issues combined with the protests that continue to unfold in that city's streets. So I guess we'll hold off until the fall on that one, too. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, there is. Uh, what's it called? Chaz? Is that what the sh- they're, they're, they're nicknaming it? Uh, we're going to have some fun coming up with Louis DeBrusque at 1235 today. We're going to talk about uh, an incredible commercial that uh, was uh, tweeted out yesterday by Rex Chapman and Russell Peters. All of that and more coming up with Louis DeBrusque at 1235. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.